You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike. Rob, what's good, homie? Mike, what's happening, man? Just uh, got uh, got out of the, the Bone Center, got myself a midweek. Oh, dude, how could you wear that shirt? Yeah, you might need to cover your face. What 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 happened? Is that uh, Bill? Is that the Bill Frankie match? Explain the bet, Mike, so the fans who don't know. Yeah, the bet was uh, – hold on, let me fix my mic. The bet was uh, – if Bill wins, it, well, he lost, obviously. Uh, if Bill would have won, uh, I would have gotten to design the uh, the board, Stu's board, for an episode of uh, the Beef and Barnsey podcast. Obvious plug here as I'm wearing the shirt. Uh, so I would have gotten to design the board on Stu's side of the podcast for an episode. I would have loved to do that, actually. Uh Probably, probably would have criticized myself for picking Stu as comeback player of the year since he sucked this year. So I probably would have went in that direction. Uh, but nonetheless, if I lost, if Bill lost, because I'm always backing our guy, Rob, you know that we're always backing our guy. Uh, if Bill lost, then I had to wear their podcast shirt on the show. But I have to say, you know, nice threads here. Nice threads, uh, you know. So I appreciate the shirt. Anyway, I guess it's a win-win for me. I get a free shirt out of it. Yeah, is that um, is that uh, house hack baller man? Good, to, good, good day that you you're with us this week. Uh, but what would you have wrote on the board? Do you know? I don't know. I pro- I told you I probably would have criticized myself for like picking what, Stu for like comeback player said? of the year. Like like Big Mike's worst pick ever, Stu Williams for comeback player of the year. Or how about worst of the year, Stu? How about worst of the year, yeah. Stu Williams? Worst, yeah, true. Worst yeah. of the year. We, we would no, have had so, to collaborate on that. Hey, listen, Jeff Pierishad's accusing me of selling out Bill. That what? What are you talking about? I didn't sell out anyone. I backed my boy as I always do. I lost, and I'm paying. I am paying my debt as I was supposed to. You know, it's fine. Yeah, I got a free T-shirt out of it. But do you really think I'm going to rock? another person's podcast t-shirt on the regular? No. I mean, you know, that's why I got my own podcast, you know? So, uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you want to, anyway. you want to get into the, into the bills match. Cause people, I should have won. And can I be honest? I should have won. It Absolutely. was kind of, it was kind of outrageous that I didn't win. No. And listen, you know, I don't want to be mistaken on the podcast, no disrespect to the assassin. I don't want the assassin coming and looking for me. I don't want him showing up in his three-piece suit outside my house in a in a in a luxury foreign automobile with tinted windows waiting for me. I don't want that. But I gotta say, he lucked out against our boy Rob. Man, I mean, he outbowled him. I mean, but look, that's that's how it goes these days. Uh so what do you think we uh, we sound better on 1.5 i don't i yeah i don't know i don't know what to make of that should i should we speed up then i don't know go ahead, so, go I ahead mean, rob 
It's it, it, interesting because um, I, I've been paying a lot more attention to 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 the numbers and the stats, uh, which is an awesome feature that 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 Fox and FS1 is doing now, where you could see the breakpoints and the RPMs and just everything that's going on with each shot, and you could get a good gauge on like what's striking and what's not striking, and. If you look at someone like Ascona, and we'll talk a little bit deeper into the matches, but Ascona is able to get around the ball with his hand, right? And able to to really get the ball to hit off the spot hard. Uh, and so look at Sam Cooley is another one. Look how where his hand is on the ball. I mean, you see something similar with these with these guys that are winning now, that their hands are, are around the ball and they're able to get that ball to, to, to face the pins the right way. Now you look at someone like Darty who, you know, doesn't get around the ball. He's pretty up the back of the ball. And uh, he's struggling with – he struggled with the carry, right, especially on that left lane. Forget it. I mean, he, he he wanted to, you know, burn that lane after it was all said and done. Bill's the same way. Uh, Bill, you know, is more of a, a hand is more up the, up the back of the ball than he is around the side of it. Now, he can do that if he wanted to. But it, it, I don't know. It was just interesting – to see the different players and where their breakpoints were, their speed, and who was carrying and who wasn't, and seeing what the common denominator was. Uh, yeah, you're you're all over the place. Let me refocus us here. Uh, first of all, you're disrespecting our boy Bill O'Neill by calling him one dimensional. You know, show I some didn't respect. Say that. Okay, I didn't say that. I just said uh, that he he's his A game is usually up the back of it. But you're right. I was all over the place. Back the, to the, um, back Bill's match. To, the only thing I want to talk about right now is how our guy got robbed in this match against the Assassin. And again, I'm going to say it. I put it out on Twitter. Frankie Lavoie is the best one-handed bowler on the planet right now. Let's let's give the man his just due. He's the best one-handed bowler on the planet right now. He's the hottest one-handed bowler on the planet right now. He just took out the defending champion of this tournament. Uh, I also want to point out Frankie Lavoie, small stature, not the not the highest ball speed, not the highest rev rate. Doesn't have a huge hand, it looks like. His hands look rather small. Doesn't really have crazy loft game. I know he's got loft game, but he doesn't have crazy loft game. And he's the best one-handed bowler in the world right now. So where are all the people that are always crying, oh, two-handed, two-handed, this and that? I mean, come on. You know, it's a, At this point, it's ridiculous. Now, back to Bill getting robbed in this match. If Bill could have carried in this match, it wouldn't even have been close, honestly. Uh, he if left my aunt the seven ten. My uncle Mike. Yeah, well, he left the seven ten in the first frame of the second game. He left several ten pins in that second game. Uh, Frankie gave him a chance toward the end of the second game to to run him down. You know, his lack of carry stopped him from doing that. It goes to a roll off. Frankie, despite all his great bowling as of late, made one of the worst shots I've seen all season. If, if Bill follows through and, and doubles and wins that match, what Frankie did in the fill ball there may have been the biggest choke of the PBA season. No, no. What, worse than Butcher's shot against Bill? Yeah, yeah, much worse. Much worse. Here's why. Because it's in the fill. Because it, it's in the fill. I mean, you already did what you need to do. You're just getting up in the fill. I mean, come on, Rob. You know, you're going to sit here and say that, that getting six in the fill is worse than, than going up in the 10th on a, on a lane that – has been tricky all day and going through the face. Come on. Dude, Butchiff was really lined in when he threw that last frame, that time shot. And I, he, I, all I, he needed I, was a mark. 
We'll have to, to agree win. to disagree. Nonetheless, yeah. it was a bad shot on Frankie's part, and it opened it's a the bad door shot. How about this? They both made shitty shots. How about that? I, I don't know. It's, okay. it's the worst worst of the year for who made the worst I think, shot. I mean, I, I I would I would pick Frankie's as worse. Uh, you know, Bill gets up. Rob, I think he threw the best shot that he threw in that game in that shot that he needed to win. Uh, the, to me, the ball looked like it went through the pins extremely well on that shot as compared to some of his other shots in that game or in the two-game set. And he just didn't carry. He left a dead solid ring 10. And, um, you know, it was unfortunate to see that. Uh, his run as the defending champion comes to an end. I end up wearing this purple T-shirt tonight promoting uh, somebody else's podcast. And, you know, we move forward. Uh, hopefully when they match up again, when the Assassin and, and Bill match up again, I'll take that action again, Stu. I'll take that action 10 out of 10 times, Mr. Williams. Hit me up. You got my number. Let me know Let me know what we're betting. Let me know what's good. So what do you think? Uh, I mean, what do you think of, like, that show? Do you want to talk about that show? You want to get into that show? Or you yeah, wanna- we could – we could talk about the other side of that of that show, right? I mean, it was okay. it was Kyle Troop and Thomas Larson, uh, uh, the 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 least competitive match that we saw o- over the weekend in these two shows out of the four. Um, you know, Thomas Larson never really looked like he had the look that he had in the previous match. Hundred well, yeah, uh, percent, right? It, it, I, he had the same look, like yeah. he was playing. No, no, hear me out. He was playing them the same way, right? But his reaction and and his particularly his carry did not look anywhere near as good and it was it was obvious early on that he was he was going to struggle to keep up with Kyle Kyle as i said i know people were criticizing me in the chat last week because they were saying oh he had such a low finish at the US Open listen if you don't see that he has an increased level of focus out there i, I don't know I, I disagree i don't know what you're watching i think he's out there with an increased level of focus Perhaps his his level of focus in a few events after he won that two hundred and fifty grand came down, and I'll even give him a little a little bit of a pass on that because really you should be staying on top of it for Player of the Year. But I'll give him a little bit of a pass on that. What I see is his level of focus is higher than it's been in, in quite some time since he won the, the two hundred and fifty grand. I like him in this final four, Rob. I like Kyle Troop a lot in this final four. Uh, if if we were betting on it, if I was allowed to bet on it. I don't know if we'll be allowed or not since it's this weekend and it's live. Uh, even though Kyle Troop has cost us four-figure money in the past, Rob, Kyle, you're on the hook with us for four-figure money, dog, okay? Rob, I think I'd still have Kyle Troop going into this Final Four. Would you uh, – now talk about Thomas Larson and his look. Would you say that the reason why his look went away was because of Kyle Troop being two-handed, probably playing – on top of him or left of him when, when instead of bowl when he bowled Dick Allen, who essentially was probably playing where Larson was or a little bit like left. You know, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, that, that's a great question. Uh, and, and it would be interesting to go back and kind of see the difference between those two matches and how they were played. Can I make a different point in response to that question though? And, and this was something that I wanted to talk about in general. Uh, I think part of what we saw in this competition, Rob, and I'm going to look for this this weekend in the live shows too, is we saw professional bowlers uh, go into a bowling center where they don't have a high level of familiarity with, with that bowling center. 
We saw this uh, occur, and the players we know, Rob, you and I know, just through our personal conversations with the players, there was not a ton of practice in this center before this event. Okay? So you're talking about not a lot of experience in the center, not a lot of practice before the competition takes place, no qualifying to kind of figure them out and, and get the read on what's going on. And honestly, Rob, I, I think we kind of saw that in the competition where you saw a lot of guys win a game and then lose their look and not know how to get it back or not know what move to make immediately as they usually do to to get the, the look back, right? Like in, in a normal show, if, if a bowler starts out with X piece of equipment, let's even say they start out with a piece of urethane, right? On the show, they start out with a piece of urethane. Most of the time, they're going to have a really good idea from, from the competition that week and their knowledge of the pair they're bowling on and their practice on the TV pair, et cetera, of what ball they're going to in that in that ball switch after the urethane. But I think in this competition in the PBA playoffs here, I think those moves have been tougher uh, for the players. And I think that it's been more inconsistent. And I think that we have seen that uh, in terms of the results. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Mitch. Now that you think about it, Thomas Larson's look was on the fresh uh, when he bowled Dick Allen, and then he bowled on the burn. Right. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that could definitely do it for sure, especially when it comes to reaction, because Larson's reaction looked unbeatable on the fresh. It's kind of I – mean, <laughs> can I say that it's kind of unbelievable to me that there's no re-oil? Like, oh, I know. Yeah, that's kind of that, – yeah, that's kind of dumb. I'm going to be honest, up yeah. to this point of somebody just saying that, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. they weren't re-oiling. Uh, yeah, no, it was the burn. I, didn't, I was... didn't even realize. Yo, that's ridiculous. Yeah. What, what is the excuse for that? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just saving money, Mike. Maybe they're in cost savings mode. You know, all what, the shows. What could the possible excuse know. be for that? There's no excuse. They probably did it on purpose. I mean, that's the only, like, reasonable answer, right? Like, they did that on purpose, no? They figured that's, that's they would ridiculous. just run it once for the show, and then they'd have two matches. Why would they have to rerun a fresh pair right before, like, the second match, I guess? I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, the you know? only, it's like, could it have been because the first show was live and they didn't have the time to do the first two shows were Gotta live? Be something. And they didn't have the, the time to rerun them in between and then wanted to Maybe. keep the same thing going. It's got to be something. Yo, that's ridiculous, yo. That drives but me yo, crazy. That if drives was me on crazy, the fresh, honestly. Now that you think about it, if, if all the matches were on the fresh, Thomas Larson uh, would have had a really good chance against Kyle Troop. But he, him, him bowling, Thomas Larson bowling Kyle Troop on the burn is a complete disadvantage for Thomas Larson. Because Kyle Troop probably loves the burn. He can move left and he could just hammer on it as a two-hander. If I'm if I'm 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 a one-handed player, Mike. I'm a traditional one-handed player. The really the time you really want to bowl a two-handed player is when they're fresh and when the back ends are really really hooking a lot, um, and where you could throw resin uh, so that you could kind of match up against their urethane. Uh, but I don't, it, just looking at that shot and the way it like panned out. Larson was at a disadvantage bowling Kyle Troop on the burn, and that's no question. No, they about that. I don't think they bowled on the burn though. They were the first match. How would they have bowled on the burn? 
Well, it's just a matter of the taping wise, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know about that. There needs to be some clarification. We need to know. We, we need answers. But they it's said on the interview. That we which, even have to ask that. I know. Uh, anyway. Um, I think it was reversed. I think it was actually reversed. I think his previous match was on the burn and this one was on the fresh. Well, either way, he, whatever it was. I still would rather bowl two-handed on the fre- on the on the fresh any day of the week. But those matches, and your point, Mike, they should all be on the fresh. They should. I mean, that's you know, except for the practice. Obviously, the practice is going to happen, but they should be stripped. I I don't know. Look, whatever it was, if it, both bowlers still had a bowl on the on the pair, regardless, right? If they were stripped or they weren't stripped, both bowlers had a bowl on the pair. They both had to figure it out. All most matches were were, were great matches, Mike. Yeah, I, I mean, three, three, the three out of the four, yeah, went to a roll-off, right? So, you know, you kind of you kind of got what you wanted there uh, in terms of exciting action. Um, you I know, like so – All right, so so let's go on to a, another match, right? There there was a whole, okay. a whole other show, okay? Sure. And I think, uh, you know, in the upset of the tournament, uh, Christian Azcona over EJ Tackett. You know, Eddie Grumman's in the chat for the second time saying we got to give Azcona some credit now. Craig, we had him on the show. We had him on the show a few weeks ago. Come on. We get, we, they're, Dude, you know, he's my we're pick to love. win. He's my pick to win. <sighs> That's a good pick, Rob. That, my pick to win. Yo, his reaction. If there's betting on this this weekend, depending on what his odds are because of the seedings, yo, that's a that 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 could be a juicy bet, honestly. Dude, his his reaction looks great. I mean, his ball – Hate this, you know. I always sometimes I get used to get yelled at by Barry Asher uh, when I used to talk about matching up, but his like ball roll and everything he does matches up to what's out there right now. Uh, he had a good look the previous week when he bowled Vi and he upset Vi, and now he beats Tackett. Uh, it's you know it, it's interesting to see how great he is when he could just kind of sl- move left and just kind of look feel he like. He has that soft like feel out to the right, um, dude. Eddie Grumman loves giving you shit, man. I, I know it. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Grumman's in the chat saying that I haven't backed him. I mean, Eddie. And his he bowled, defense, though, he has picked him from the get No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick him. I. I mean, Eddie might have picked Eddie him. Did. I didn't pick him. Okay. Eddie did. And I mean, Eddie. He was bowling Chris Vi. Okay, hottest yeah, and then hottest bowler on the planet, and then EJ Tackett. You know, uh, every year, all everything, right? right? So, uh, you know, tough, tough to make those picks. But listen, shout to Christian Azcona. He's taking down Giants. He's taking down Giants. And, yo, you could see he's hungry. You could see he wants it. You can tell. You can tell that he wants it. So I think that's a good good pick, Rob. Uh, Thank you. I think it'll be a lot of that. I don't know. Uh, Mark Mark in the chat is saying it's a juicy bet, but Fox Bet will max it out at thirteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. They will. Dude, It'll be a small max. Our audience knows us. Our audience. Yo knows us yo so well. yo. Check the chat. Check the chat. My guy, Jonah, popping in the chat. That's my Bowling pick. I jumped on the G's. I jumped Bowling on the bandwagon, man. G's, man. Good 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 luck this week. Good dude, luck dude, this know, weekend, let, Christian. Let's let's talk a little bit more about Christian because what was more impressive to me is that he beat EJ Tackett at his own game. Honestly, like EJ Tackett's game, right, is to is he's you know likes to play left to right. He had a higher rev rate. He didn't speed. though. He didn't though. Wait a second. He didn't play left to right though, and that was the problem. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That was that's the mistake, what... and I don't understand that. I don't understand the strategy behind. Right. 
And here's another, and listen, I'm not a ball rep. I don't know. You know, you criticize me if you want. Rob, would you agree that the vast majority of players on these shows have been using very high pin bowling balls? Yes, uh, it definitely seems that way. Just looking some of the – trying to look at some of the layouts. You know, that's a good point, though, Mike. Right. Where you, what was EJ Tackett using? Pinned down pin right down. below the fingers, right? So but here's I a good saw question, that. Though, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. It's a good point. Would it be cool if the, the, the show started showing the layouts of the bowling balls that the players were using and what surface they had? You know how, like, you have the numbers up? I'm just saying, like, as a bowler, like, we're I'm sitting there trying to, like – figure out what kind of ball this person's using. And they'll say it like they usually put the list of the bowling balls when they're bowling. Wouldn't it be cool if they showed like a picture of the layout where the pin placement is and where, because there's a lot of bowling nerds like you and I that would be interested to see like how far their pin is from their pap. Right. And just like, kind of like stuff like that, where you could like start looking at the ball reactions in a little bit more technical way for the bowling nerds. Right. Like us, just a point. I don't know. How do you um how do you envision them doing that? Right? Do you Just envision it? Okay, all right. Three D if, if you're a three D ball, like all right. I mean, if you're gonna you know? if you're gonna put it up with the other stats, I would say, yeah, do it, right? As like a okay, here's their ball with the layout and the specs on it. So yeah. people who know what they're looking at can see it. I wouldn't want to see like extra time taken from the show to do that. Right, I'd you know, you know, obviously we've the, talked a lot about it. Like cut out we, the Kimberly Pressler interviews and show the ball layout. <laughs> uh, yeah, or, or, or like cut out the intros. I, I love, I love the intros. The intro, the intros are the shit, yo. Seriously, I love the intros. The best you thing they've they done in quite it, a long time. It's like, uh, you know, Kimberly loves balls, and they can oh, have her like holding. Oh my god, <laughs> they can have her holding. Have you not? Have you not like gotten in enough shit with her already? That you want you want to go down that road again? Dude. I'm gonna say I do not support any of his banter over here about any of this. You have to hold the bowling okay. ball and show the layout. I think that would be a pretty cool. No, interesting. not at all, not at all. Uh, let's see. There's a couple things in the chat here to highlight. Uh, House hack bowling is saying. Last week I said I was on Dougie Vision. Where can I find the video? Uh, I don't know, man. That's a good one. Maybe hit up Dougie and ask him to send it to you or get oh, Mike's you in that direction. On, on when Vision. was it? I mean, it was like, man, it was a while ago. I don't know. That's yeah, some quick money I made. And everything. That was the easiest oh, yeah, because, money I ever made. Because I always give you action when I have action. Uh, but when Rob has action, I don't get the action. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Keep I that in mind. I get for a $25 pool that I put in. I'll never hear the end of it now. Keep um, that in mind yo, with betting maybe coming out yeah, this Dan weekend. Dole, Mitch- that's a good point. Randy, Randy throwing out the layout of the bowling ball. I mean, even if it's just like a quick picture of it, I, I just think it would, it would add – a little bit of an element to the bowling nerds out there like us that want to see layouts and want to see what surfaces these guys have on the bowling balls. You know, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Mitch Young is asking, so with Darty out, does that mean player of the year is between Kyle and Frankie? I think Kyle has his thing on lock, honestly. Not to say lock, but. If he wins this, he does. If he wins this, he's going to be at like over 350 grand for the year in earnings. I mean, that's, that's really good. Uh, he's going to have a few titles. This now counts as a title. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I agree. Like, if Frankie wins this, a similar argument can be made. So I think this is a big event now in terms of player of the year. But, Mitch, at the same time, there's still more bowling to go, right? You still have some summer events and things of that nature. So who knows, you know, what happens in those events. Yo, and, what do you, uh, all, yo, what do you guys think in the chat? What do you think of the um, 
who do you who do you guys think should win bowl? Uh, you know, and I still think there's a lot more bowling left though too. Is there is. Left? There's too, there's really too much bowling left to say that it's going to be locked up. I mean, if 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 Kyle Troop wins, he really really has his foot in the door, and it's going to be hard to supplant him from that position. But if he doesn't win. Uh, and, and let's say Frankie wins. I would say the same about Frankie, but you'd still have Kyle and maybe even Tom Darty with an opportunity to chase him down in the summer events. Okay, and if if neither of those players wins, then I think the door is still open for for all three of those players. Right. So I don't want um, no Darty. Darty doesn't. Darty doesn't qualify as player of the year in my camp. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Jeff care. Is saying, Jeff is saying the majors are over. The rest doesn't matter as much. I disagree, no, Jeff. Is there's still going to no. be titles. You know, yeah. at the end of the year, titles are titles. Uh, so I kind of disagree with that. You know, Rob, your 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 stance on Darty is because of his lack of of participation. Yes, U.S. Open and the Masters. That's the two. It's a terrible take. I mean, it's a terrible. What like, do you mean? if if he wins enough to win it anyway, doesn't no. that make it even more impressive? See, but like, okay, here's the thing. No, because Kyle Troop finished, what, 96th at the U.S. Open. So but actually by him bowling the event, did that hurt him in the player of the year when, when Darty didn't bowl? Does that hurt him for player so. of the year? No, but I, I don't. I, I mean, don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. The players vote, so I can't speak to how all the players and the members look at it. I wouldn't look at it that way. I'm only going to look at the accomplishment side of what they did. Yeah, that's a good question, though. I'd be, I would love to ask some players, um, what their, what their stance would be on Dari not bowling U.S. Open and Kyle Troop finishing ninety sixth. What does that? Uh, how does that weigh in the Player of the Year voting? Um, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah. all right, let's let's, I love let's that go debate, to the last though. match here. Let's go to the last match here, right? Uh, and and, okay. and solidify this final four. Uh, Sam Cooley, Tom Darty. Uh, oh, again, wait. again, hot take. listen, hot take. <laughs> oh man. That's, is oh, that, is that man. do the players, uh, Chris Lutz has Tom done is, anything I'll, outside his home center? I'll answer that question with a question. Is it his fire? Was it his decision to bowl there? No, I mean, no, that it was his decision not to bowl at the U S open and the masters. Yeah, and I, again, I told you, I disagree. I don't think he should be, uh, he should be punished for that. If, if he has the statistics to be there at the end of the year, he shouldn't be punished for that. Now, if it's close, if it's close and, you know, you want to give the nod to somebody else who had a decent performance in one of those tournaments, I'm okay with that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't I don't know. So, yeah, but it's not his fault, Chris. They, they, he, didn't, he didn't pick the center to bowl, and the PBA said this is where we're going to bowl. He took advantage okay. of it. More credit to him. There's a lot of guys who – get to bowl in houses that they're familiar with that we have no idea about it because they don't win and a big deal is not made about it. So, you know. So here's my question to you, Big Mike, because I know what your answer is going to be and I'm going to chew you out. What's more, what's a, what, what title weighs more in the player of the year voting, the PBA playoffs or the Masters or the U.S. Open? Like uh, if you had the Masters uh, U.S. Open. Well, I know. I know where you're gonna go with this. Right? I'm just asking. So, I just asked a question, Mike. And you, I that's the Masters that's or Open question. or the playoffs. 
That's we'll a tough more. question. But because you want me to take this side, I'll take the side. No, I will say, don't do it on my behalf. And I say to, PBA honestly, playoffs. Oh, because my it's a hundred. It's a hundred G's. Okay, number one. Uh, and we're bowling for that. money, right? Uh, I would also say PBA playoffs because you have to bowl well the whole year to even get there, especially okay. this year with only sure. 16 guys going in. Sure. I would also point out that the format was a little bit tougher or truer to win this year, especially going into the final four or the final two this weekend, Rob, which is going to be a best of five. Guys, we're going to get to see a best of five for 100 Gs. Best of five, 100 Gs. Let's go. Okay. So I would put more weight to that, but go ahead, Rob. Be the Take the traditionalist side here, Rob. Well, look. You, you you do make a really valid point, and I'll, I'll I'll let you know when you make a good point. It is harder to get into the PBA playoffs than it is to, you know, make the top twenty four at the U.S. Open, right, or the match play at, in the Masters. Because you, you're right, you have to be great all year. I mean, look, there were a lot of great bowlers that didn't even get into the playoffs, right? I don't think um, Belmo. I don't think like was you know was he was close to not making it wasn't he for for a while um but look the u.s open at this year though this year i think the masters honestly um to me is the tournament that needs to weigh a little bit long harder because of how hard the conditions were at the masters okay you know the money is you know should is the money weighed in during player of the year voting when the players vote yeah dude do they do yeah. they take an account for the fact that yeah. Kyle won two hundred fifty thousand yeah, in one tournament? They should. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely sure it's one of the stats that's listed. It has to be. Come on, it would be ridiculous. So here's a question, Jeff. My brother posts: Should the playoffs be considered a major? That's a valid question. Is should it? I'll tell you this. I mean, it, I, I'd be okay with it just because of the money. Yeah, I took, the money. I already, love, I already made, I already made the argument that the playoff a couple episodes ago that the PBA that the PBA should really make the playoffs their like penultimate event, like this should be it. You know, they they should they should really, you know, back down on some of the hype on some of the other events and put more hype into the PBA playoffs. Maybe make that the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar event. Imagine if this best of five this weekend was for two hundred and fifty grand. We're gonna get to see two PBA players probably bowl five games for two hundred and fifty G's. That would be amazing, right? So yeah, and I'd be okay with it being a major. Make it the crown jewel of the PBA tour. You know, I know right now that's the world championship, and that's cool. But I think in terms of the product and the shows, like the world championship gets a bit diluted because it's always on with those other World Series of bowling shows, right? So. I wouldn't mind seeing that at all, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing them make it a major. You know, I think uh, there's too much traditionalist stuff in bowling like that at the current time. Like people want to keep sure. things the way they've always been, sure. and I think we have to be open to kind of changing even the, um, you know, the way that we view the, the the titles that are won or the the organization of the titles or what's a major, what's not, uh, but. I really, I really like the PBA playoffs as a product. You get to feature some players. You get a lot of shows out of it. You know, you're guaranteed to have some of your best guys on TV. You it was see so guys- fun watching every weekend, isn't it? 
And it it's is. And you see, you see guys, you see guys week after week, right? You see guys week after week. Um, so you kind of you you can almost develop a rooting interest for one guy and follow him through the playoffs, right? So that's pretty cool. Um, the bracket yeah, is easy for fans to follow, right? Bra- fans love brackets, right? Brackets are great. Brackets are easy. Roll offs are easy. Bracket, the, the the scoring system is easy. Win two games or there's a roll off, right? So I really like it as a product. The intros are great, great. and all that. I great. Mean, they they, they they wrap up what the people did in the season in the intros, which is really cool. Sure. But again, I would love to see it as like so they're gonna bowl the playoffs and then they're gonna go and bowl all the summer events. So like couldn't we get those events before the playoffs and make the playoffs like maybe the whole summer? Maybe the playoffs should be the PBA's whole summer, you know, and that and should be their summer finale. The season right, finale yeah. should be the now. Should the um strike derby? Wait, wait, Rob, Rob, wait a second. Wait, wait, Rob, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. Wait yeah. a second. Shep Ramsey is saying it wasn't even originally given title status. Sweep the rack. You you know who made that happen, Shep Ramsey? <laughs> we did. You know who we got did. that done? We got that done. Power of the podcast, done, my okay? friend. The power all right? of the podcast. We got that done. Keep that but in Mike, mind. Mike, to your right? point though, I, I love the fact where like Make it a season finale, and yeah, may maybe may like make it a major. Get in all the events, and then you finish up with the PBA playoffs, and you have all these shows leading up to like the grand like master or something. You know what I mean? I mean like the grand champion. Um, it's a great point, though. I love I've, I've been really loving these shows just because it's on every weekend, and you kind of you know like the NCAA bracket, right? Where if you watch, you start rooting for a team. Christian Ascona, right, is becoming the Cinderella, you know, of the PBA playoff bracket. The strike derby, we need to talk about that. Should that be voted in the player of the year? No. You know, Dave, that might be no. worst of the week. You might have won worst of the week on our show in the comment. In the, the comment chat. Thing. In the chat of our show. Congratulations. Dave uh, Brooke winning worst of the week. Um, okay, right, so let's so, talk about so the last Darty, Darty Cooley, right? Uh, Cooley talking example. some shit? Did you, did you hear yeah. that? Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I was getting it. I was starting to get a little bit hyped, Mike. I thought Darty was going to come back at him, but Darty couldn't strike on the left lane, so he had no chance. Yeah, uh, and and really like that, you know, he, you get to the roll off there, right? And Darty has to bowl both frames consecutively, and gets up and leaves the uh, two four eight ten, I believe it was. So. Kind of anticlimactic there because, you know, when you have that first guy bowl both frames and he opens in the 10th, it really takes a ton of the pressure off of off of the other player, you know, getting up is as long as they didn't open in the first frame, obviously. Well, here's didn't. my question, though. But, here's my question. If I had Doherty on the show right now, I would ask him, and I want your opinion, Mike. Why didn't Doherty try to throw the ball he was throwing on the right lane on the left lane? At least like one or two shots because the right lane – he 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 wasn't missing on the right lane. He was throwing, I think, one of those like kinetics, like track kinetics. The left lane, he was throwing one of those deviate, like damn good ball verges or damn good verges, or I don't know what the name of it is, but that purple ball. Now, unless he did it in practice, which you know maybe he did, and obviously we don't see that. I would have loved to seen him throw that ball on the, on, on the left lane. I mean, I don't know, like. I don't know. I can't answer that for him. I know. And I, I, the, just, the, I would go back to my comments before about the players not having a super high level of familiarity with the center that they were bowling in. You know, I think some of these guys kind of 
<laughs> yeah, I think some of these guys kind of went, you know, developed the game plan, went with it, and it worked or it didn't. You know, and that right. was kind of it. It worked or it didn't. You know, uh, oh. we've seen some instances of it working, like Christian Ascona, and we've seen some instances of it not working uh, in some situations, like Thomas Larson this weekend. Um, so, yeah, I just think it was probably a result of game planning. Yeah, the ball reps are pretty involved too. So, you know, they know what they're they they know what they're doing, right? Like, so do they though? I don't know. I'm not always convinced. Oh, uh, here do. we go. You you. you I'm not. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Next time we have a ball rep on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this clip up and I'm gonna play it to them and say, "Hey, uh, Sean Ryan, uh, Mike, Big Mike doesn't think you know like what you're doing or know what's going on." Oh, did Tim I name? Mack, did I name anyone? Did no, I say you, Sean Ryan? No, but no, are you but putting you, words in my mouth right now? Okay, Sean, you, Sean Ryan talking is about my buddy reps. on Twitter. We talk sneakers on Twitter, and you're gonna yeah. make him mad at me. You know, and I didn't even mention because any names. Because you're talking I mean, shit on the ball reps because you say that they don't know. I didn't say all of them. I said some of them, perhaps. Yeah. Well, <laughs> How many this are is there? A, this is a conversation How, for for another episode. If you want to get into that, we can. How many are there, though? There's only a few. Like, <laughs> there's quite a few. There's quite a few. No, there's not. Okay. Well, I'll I'll get you out of the the the, the oven here for. You know, so, I, I I almost – let me say one more comment on that. I almost look at ball reps in a way and, – and, Rob, you okay, know that yeah. when I watch bowling, I listen with my you know, AirPods yeah. in. Um, if I'm watching Bill, I'm listening to all the chatter that's going on. And I have to say that in some, in, in some cases, I feel like ball reps are more so to confirm what the player is feeling than they are to actually – suggest something to the player yeah so the way they they're yes men they just oh yeah Not that yes sounds men, good. but more like more like um you know uh yes men play no 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 like uh they 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 <laughs> they re they reassert your decision okay oh, they reassert yeah, your good. decision you know, yeah, oh, yeah yeah exactly okay, right that's yeah. the plan okay that's the plan yep there oh, we go bill, all that, right let's stick with that yeah plan. bill Oh, it looks good up. Oh man, you just struck off five. Yeah, good shot. That looks great. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, oh, oh I mean, Mike. Yeah, yeah. The ball reps are are such a vital part of what these guys do uh, off the lanes. I don't think you realize it, to be honest with you. All right. Um, well, I don't but, know. But, what, dude, but but we're not. We're never gonna get <laughs> cream and cream and sugar. Yeah, Pete yeah. Weber's ball rep. Get some coffee, uh, Rob. We're never gonna. We're, we won't get the straight answer on that from the ball reps. If we want the straight answer on that, we really got to go ask the players. The players right? are going to give you a straight answer on that, either. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. Yeah, right so what do you do? That. I don't know. If, so, I don't know if we'll ever get the straight answer on you that. Never, we'll never figure that out. Yeah, yeah, don't know. <laughs> anyway, you know, you know who would be an interesting person to ask about that if we could get them on and get them to show up next time would be Randy. That would be an interesting person to ask. I think I'd sure. like to hear his opinion on that. So yeah, I like to see what he says on that. Yeah, we he tried to get him, folks. Opinion. Folks, we tried to get him this week, but uh, he had he's on uh, vacation. He's on vacation until yeah. until the show. So yeah, so <laughs> he's on vacation. He's going to look real tan on the show Saturday. So okay. Uh, All right. Well, Rob. Uh, so we wrap up the shows from last weekend. Yes. Right? And now the final four is live this weekend. Yes. Uh, who you got? You got Kyle Troop against Francois Laveau, Laveau. and you yep. have Christian Azcona against 
Uh, Sam Cooley. All right, who you got? Okay. Uh, I already made my pick as Kona going to the finals and actually winning. So I have him actually winning the tournament. Okay. Uh, win his first televised title. Because we've had a year of a lot of firsts, and I feel like this is a, a you know a, a big one. It'll be a big one for him too. Um, and he's been you know just great, uh, throwing it great, and the shot looks great for him uh, on the fresh and the burn. I'm pretty sure he he bowled both. Um, now the match of the the weekend is definitely Troop Lavoie, and just like looking at the way it goes, I, I mean I got to take Troop. Just in the fact where it, it could be into a little bit of a carry contest, because uh, you know that's how, how it's been to a certain extent. And Troop has just got a lot of more power than Frankie does. I feel like it's, Troop is just going to be able to string him a little bit more than Frankie will be. So that'll be my Troop Ascona finals and Ascona uh, winning in five. How's that sound? Game five, going all the way, all the distance. My boy Ascona going to ten frame. Double to win and doubles, and that's the match, and everyone goes crazy. That that would be a hell of a final. That would be a hell, hell of a it. final. I would I would seriously enjoy that. Um, I got Kyle Troop against Frankie. You know, I I agree with you. I think that he has the uh, the look advantage there. Uh, you know, Frankie's been shaky. Frankie was shaky against Bill. He was shaky against he he was lucky to survive that match. Uh, if he doesn't bowl a lot better, I don't even know if this match against Kyle Troop is going to get to a roll-off. Uh, with that said, we're talking about the assassin. Yeah, okay? he finds talking, a way. He does. We're talking about the assassin. So uh, Kyle has his hands full here. Uh, I agree with you, Rob, that that side of the bracket is clearly the heavy side of the bracket. Heavy. Okay. Uh, it, it's going to be hard for me to see the person who wins that side of the bracket not winning the event. Uh, so I'm going to take Kyle Troop in that match against Frankie. Uh, I've said all along that I think Kyle Troop is really he's really he's really on his shit right now, and uh, you know I think he's going to show that again every time he's needed to get up and throw a big shot in this event. He's gotten up and thrown it to close it out. He did the same thing in the two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar event. You know, I think he's bowling on another level as far as as the the uh, clutch shots are concerned. Uh, so I'm going to take him against Frankie. Uh, I'm going to take Christian Ascona over Sam Cooley as well. Uh, you know, I think I think Christian Ascona's look in this event has maybe been the best look that I've seen. Uh, he had several shots that he kind of threw out the window and didn't think we're going to strike. And they struck dead flush. And that's a really good feeling to know that, Oh, well, even if I miss, I have a chance of striking dead flush. So clearly he's got something going on with his look there. I'm going to take him over Sam Cooley, but I, I'm going to take Kyle troop to win this whole thing. Uh, I do think Kyle's going to stick his foot in the door of player in the year after this weekend is over. Uh, I think Kyle troop has kind of arrived here, Rob. You know, I, I, I think this might be his year. I think this might be his year to kind of stick his flag in the ground and say, you know, player of the year, rival of the best two-handed bowlers in the world, rival of the best bowlers in the world, period. And uh, I won't be, I wouldn't be surprised to see that be the result. Okay. We'll see. Hopefully we can make some bets on it because uh, I like to see Ascona's odds for sure. 
I would too. I would too. That yeah. Good thing about this tournament, I think it gives advantage on people that bet, like me and you, because we've seen so many shows and so many looks, and we 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 could see the reactions when a lot of like normal people who are betting on it who don't know about bowling might just bet on the top rank, but top rank player, right? Kind of how I like I would bet in the NCAA. Uh, bracket uh, the, the college basketball but people who actually are intimate in the sport they know the teams they know the players could it more intelligent intelligently bet based on shot and reaction so hopefully we could bet and maybe i could make some quick money on uh on our boy christian yeah we'll see we'll keep an eye out for sure uh, all right, Rob, what else? Uh, you know, we kind of covered the PBA action from last weekend and going into this weekend. Uh, what else What else do we have here for the people? Um, we had some PWBA action. I know they've been bowling the women. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh, the GOAT, Liz Johnson. Uh, did we? We didn't talk about that last week, right? Beating Kelly, bowling 300. Well, we talked about Kelly a little bit and her revenge tour and how you're loving you're loving the revenge tour. Revenge tour. We did talk about but, it. Uh, yeah, um, I know the women are bowling the queens this week. Um, so they're in Reno, I know. Uh, so good luck to the ladies bowling Reno. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a real shame that those shows aren't televised, Mike, uh, because it would be just so nice to at least have the majors televised. Uh, for, for for the women, uh, and you know that being said, maybe one day in the future, USBC could work out some kind of TV deal uh, or you know free streaming deal that we could all watch the PWBA shows because I would love to watch the Queens uh, show. Um, and yeah, Mike, we need to talk about uh, the PBA fifty and uh, the, the 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 Bud Budmore or, or as Mike's like more more Bud. You know, that's, uh, but they had a Budmore PBA 50 and like the guy's like basement. In a guy's basement. There was a stepladder in a dude's basement. It was crazy. Yeah. uh, It was awesome. And here's, so fun fact is the guy who won, um, I'm bowling with him in the USBC team tournament this weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm actually, he's on my team. Not really sure, but he's in my group of 10. Uh, so that'll be cool. The, the bowl with a freshly champ PBA 50. And he gets the ball with me, Mike, famous sweep the rack co-host, you know, and former All American. So he he must be telling all of his friends that he's bowling with me. Uh, but yeah, so PBA fifty. But I think that's pretty cool. That you know that reminded me of the scene of Kingpin when they were bowling in the guy's basement. Definitely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. It also it also made me think about the inequality of wealth in the United States. But you know that's another. That's another topic for another time. Oh. But sh- shout to shout to that dude for having a bowling alley in his basement. I mean, that's some that's some real baller shit, you know. So I used to uh, my um, company that I work for. Uh, they we used to uh, our client was Murray, and if anybody knows who Murray is, they're one of the leading uh, companies that installs private home lanes into houses. That's what they do. That's what the company is based on. So I went and visited them, Mike, and they had like a a, a couple lanes in their corporate headquarters, like a, 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 a showcase so that when private homeowners go into the company, it shows them what the lanes will look like installed. And it's so amazing just to walk in there 
uh, and just kind of go through the showcase and sit in the couch and be like, man, could you imagine having this in your basement of your house? Oh my goodness. Like the pot games and the, and, and, and the stuff that would have went down in that basement would have been, you know, half illegal, but would have been amazing. So great to see PBA 50 doing fun stuff like that though. I think everybody enjoyed watching that and it was a pretty cool event. Like, honestly. Yeah, it was awesome. Very, uh, very intimate setting there. You know, it was, uh, it was definitely cool to see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, other than that, uh, the women, the Rob, PBA 50. College bowling wrapped up, too. Oh. College bowling wrapped up, too. I mean, well, yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We should put out there in case people haven't watched the shows yet. But, uh, oh, they, yeah. they did not get televised? <laughs> uh, not yet. Not yet. I don't think it did yet. Yeah. Earmuffs. Yeah. people. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Oops, sorry. He tells me after this dude. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to look for those shows to air. But uh, you know, <laughs> sucks that it's live because I probably would have added that out if I had to go back and edit it. Yeah, um, true. But no spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, Wichita State won both the men's and women's uh, uh, college Crazy. bowling championships. We have to hit Third, up Alex Sorge. We well, on. we had we had the, we had Rick Steelsmith on. We I had know, Rick Steelsmith on George. at the beginning of the season, right? We talked to him. Yeah, it was it was his first our year coaching team, you know. Uh, so yeah, we will have. This is true. We will have to hit our guy Alex up and perhaps have him on. And I want to uh, hear how they celebrated. Yeah, get the uh, you all. You always want to hear about the celebrations in the party. Yeah, because that's know? the fun. I don't want to hear about it's the Wichita State. Bowling. They're they're boring anyway, bro. They're yeah, not going to say I mean, anything interesting. It's going to be like, oh, we went back to the to the to the campus bowling alley and practiced a little more after we got back. We we put be. the lanes out to go up five, and we all practiced up five. No, yeah, I'm we sure had some, some of them. We had some pizza while we practiced. Usually, we don't have pizza. Could you I imagine, mean, Mike? I've dreamt about the day that I we would have won a national championship. The party that would have happened that night or weekend. Oh my goodness! I can't even. I get unfortunately happy just about it. It never happened. Yeah, I never, I never got that to, to uh, you know have that dream really because Bill O'Neill didn't come to my college. He decided to go out there and hang out with you. So yeah, you're not you know, a good recruiter like I was. Uh, I tried. I tried. You know, but, Dude, yeah, but we was, were. I, hey, it wasn't hard. We were like number one ranked school in the country at the time when yeah, I recruited. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys were already there. You know, no question. And uh, you know, it was more than just you out there. So you know, uh, it was a tough sell. It was a tough sell, but nonetheless. <laughs> All good. Must, must must be nice. Must be nice, you know. Why did I get away from you? Anyway, um, all right. So I think it's that time. Like, let's let's get the worst of the week this week, huh? Let's do it. All right, Mike. I'm gonna go on my worst of the week tangent this week. So this is pretty much worst of the week across all group message boards. Um, you know, USBC message boards, Storm Bowling fans, any message boards out there. When someone puts a video of themselves bowling, especially the USBC message board, and asks the people to help them get better, what can they do to get better? So you literally have someone who could be new to bowling, right, and is looking for help, like serious advice from people who he thinks on the message boards 
actually know what's going on with the sport of bowling. I mean, look, like, don't get me wrong. If I was on a, a message board for a different sport like golf, and I joined the, you know, the USGA golf message board, I would, I would assume that everybody on this message board in golf kind of are golfers and serious golfers and know what they're talking about. Anyway, you get these guys who, you know, are people who don't really know really about bowling and they're putting up a video of themselves bowling and they're not very good. And then they ask advice from people. And then the advice that comes in from people who actually think they know what they're doing. And I'm sitting there reading some of these advice. <laughs> terrible advice. <laughs> terrible advice. Dude, it's terrible advice. I've seen some of the craziest pieces of advice. And then this poor guy who put a video up responds like, yeah, you really think I should do that? And then they get into this whole conversation where this guy is just telling him completely and everything wrong of what, like, he's giving him the complete opposite opposite advice. There's usually like, a dozen people telling them something yeah, wrong. Oh, everyone's got to chime in. They think they know what they're doing. Everyone's a coach. Everyone has their certified... You know, yeah, but doesn't uh, okay. So, so doesn't that reflect bowling though? I mean, seriously, that like oh, 100%. doesn't it? Doesn't that idea, the fact that everybody thinks they know, reflect bowling very well? It does. Like, th see, th this is the kind of shit that I love to get into because what you're highlighting here to me is like a huge problem in our game. Oh, because 100%. everybody thinks they know. And, right. and there's not enough knowledgeable people in the game who are willing to speak out in, in, a, in a kind way and in a, an educational way and say, no, that's not correct. And this is what's correct. Right. Right. So because scores are inflated and averages are inflated, people bowl a 300 and think that that's a measuring stick in some way. You know, every Tom, Dick and Harry thinks that they know bowling, that they know what to do. They, they understand how to be successful you know, at bowling and, you know, there's so much, uh, lack of quality knowledge out there. Uh, I saw it as a high school coach, you know, I see it now as somebody who just bowls and is involved in the game and yeah, I see it on the USBC message boards like you do, Rob. It's, you know, it's pretty crazy, uh, the, you know, there are outlets out there to get, you know, real advice or good advice. You know, if you want them, just hit us up and we'll, uh, you know, we'll send you in the right direction. You'd, I just want to respond. Actually, you'd actually be better off just sending your video to our email inbox, and I will give you a breakdown of uh, of your game. And it, it's it has a way better chance of being correct than what you might get on the USBC message boards. I, I just want to respond to every video and says, please visit Mark Baker Bowling. He's giving virtual lessons. Honestly. Like that's really what it comes down to. And that's the reason why Mark Baker is so successful at what he does because he's uh, only a lot of these, a lot of these people are so bad though, Rob, like I don't even know if they're ready for Mark Baker. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, He works. I mean, I've seen him work with all kinds of different, like he, his, oh, I, know. 90... With, I say that full well knowing that he's worked with bowlers of all levels, but Rob, some of these videos are like, tear down disaster shows bro oh well that's where you, you make your most money is like, if you're uh, mark baker that's where you make your most money like uh, people that are you know in their 130 or 140 averages compared to you guys that are in your 220s or 230s i i, I shouldn't say averages i because that's not a, a measuring stick of if you're good or not right i should say like people who actually on a high level you know when i talk to him and i've had numerous conversations you know he loves coaching 
the highest level of bowlers because that's where he was as a, as a bowler and a coach. So he loves to be able to coach someone like a me or someone who, you know, is on the highest level or used to be or a Barnes-ish, a Bill, because he could talk to that. You know, he doesn't have to kind of bring down like what he's trying to tell them or bring down to like their level. Um, but look, he'll make a lot of – that's why guys like Mark Baker make a lot of money because – there are there are really select few people out there that really understand the physical the physical game uh, and are very knowledgeable. Um, now, I think that is a big problem in the sport because golf, like, yeah, like golf. You you know you can go to any probably um, pro shop as a golfer and you can probably get pretty good coaching in that area. There's probably somebody in that area that's a pretty good coach or gives good lessons and they're very good. Bowling, if you walk into a local pro shop and you ask for lessons, you know, it's a 50-50 shot that you're going to get somebody who really understands and knows what they're doing, honestly. Yeah, but that's also because in golf, when you ask somebody what their handicap is, it's real and a real reflection of how good they are. The other thing about golf is that the other thing about golf is that when you go and you watch somebody hit a golf ball. There's no aids on the golf course to help them be successful at hitting that golf ball like there is in bowling. So when the local pro shop guy, pro shop guy that you're talking about goes out who stinks and goes and bowls because he's got the right ball in his hand and because you know he can kind of repeat whatever he does, probably just from bowling a lot, goes out and he whacks him. And that gives him the right to say, yeah, I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm talking about. You know, In golf, you don't have that. He, I, you know, I just I don't believe that you really have that. All right, we're gonna move real on. quick though. This is a huge point. That that's a that's a reflection. John Stevenson says golfers want to get better. Bowlers mostly don't because that's because a golf on is the really hard. Shots. I know because, yeah, exactly. Golf is really hard, and bowling right. is not. That's bowling, if you just if you just do it long enough, it's almost at the point where if you do it long enough, you're you're bound to get lucky and and have a, a three hundred or a big series that really keeps you going and makes you feel like, oh, see, I did everything right there. When really, oh, you didn't do anything different than what you normally do. Oh, uh, you you simply you... just matched up or whatever it may be. Do you know how many bowlers that I've watched in my day, the high roller, that are 230 averages in their home house, and they go out to the high roller and they can't break 140, or vice versa, going to bowl the U.S. Open? Because what happens is you bowl in your home house, it's the same shot every week, you know, you're able to, in this day and age, keep drilling bowling balls until you find one that rolls good in the house. And then all you're, you're staying in this, you do the same thing every week and you end up averaging 220, 230. And then when you go to the high roller of the U.S. Open, guess what happens? You can't do that. You know, you're, you're 15 to 5 ain't going to work. And then you average 130 and then you never bowl the U.S. Open ever again. And you just stay in your home house because you don't want to be humiliated again. Uh, I'd say it's a... It's so much worse now. I mean, it's it's what you're talking about, but it's like it's on a level of they bowl in the house league and average 240. It's not 220 or 230 anymore. It's 240 or 250. And then they won't even bowl in the sport league that's in the same house a different night. You know? Right. I mean, that's 100%. that's how bad it is. Forget about the high roller and the U.S. Open and all that. You know, you don't even need to go that far to have the experiences that you're talking about. People still aren't willing to have them. You know, uh, the reason people want to get better in golf is because golf is a really hard game. And if you don't get better, if you don't try, you're not going to get better. In bowling, again, all you got to do is just keep doing it. 
Just kid. It doesn't matter how bad you are at it or how how technically unsound you are at it. If you keep doing it and you learn to repeat what you do, because you only have to repeat one or two things accurately to strike a lot, you will experience success at one time or another. That, is not, question, that though, is not true about golf. That's not Mike, true. Let me ask golf. you a question, though, because if you go to the driving range in any night, decent day, you see a lot of people trying to get better. And a lot of people taking lessons, they're at the driving range, you're getting better. So why does it like bowling have the stigma? And we've talked about it on the show, where if the US if if a local bowling center put out really hard shots in a local league, every first thing everybody says is, Well, half the league would probably quit. Right? But why is that the mentality of bowlers to quit when the shot is can get hard, but golf when the shot, you know, when golf is hard. You don't see a lot of people quitting golf because of it being hard. So, I mean, that's a valid question, right? Why are bowlers quitting because the shot's hard, but golfers are actually practicing more when the, sh- when because the game is hard? My answer to that would be because bowling for a long time now has cushioned things for the players where golf never did, right? And it's created whole, you know, whole generations of bowlers you know, regular league bowlers who only want to bowl good scores, right? Whereas golf, you never really had that. If you want to be a good golfer, you got to put a time and the effort and learn the game. It's not really true in bowling. So you think that bowling needs to get to that level where golf, where bowling is hard, right? I say it all the time. bowlers want to get better. I I say it all the time. Yo, I said on Twitter the other day, I, I put out something saying something to the effect of like, Bowling continues to get easier and easier, and no one's doing anything about it. Like, why isn't anybody doing anything about it? Like, we all know it's a problem. It's gotten worse and worse since, Rob, we were in our teens. It's gotten worse and worse since then, okay? And no one seems to be wanting to change it in any way or stop it in any way. Not the USBC, not the BPAA, not the ball companies, nobody. So I put that on on Twitter, and uh, and Josh Blanchard came back at me and said, well, what would you suggest? You know, and honestly, like, I'm, you know, listen, I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be, you know, I'm not, I ain't some in in some powerful position to make change or something like that. But uh, I did throw out to him that, yeah, I think we need to tear it down and start with what's left. If the people want to leave because they're not easy anymore and they don't want to get better, they don't really want to learn the game, then good riddance. Goodbye. We'll deal with what's left. We'll take, we will take the grassroots people that are left and we will build them up and build the game back up from there. And I might be crazy. Yeah, I might be crazy for saying that, but I I really do truly believe that. You know, I think that if you, and, and, you know, people were people, somebody said earlier and you highlighted it, oh, bowlers don't want to get better. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I do think that there are sex. Yeah, there are. There are small sects of bowlers out there that want to get better, right? Sure. It's just not a, it's just not a widespread thing because you know the you you don't have to do it by choice, right? You can go back to the easier shit and and get better there and have experiences with much less work. Whereas in order to get better in the real game, you have to make that choice, okay? And that's not a choice that a lot of people are going to make. And that's why what what John said is is generally true, right? Mostly, but I I do I do want to get better. Yeah, I do, and I agree with you, John. I agree, but like I'm just saying, there are there are small sects of bowlers out there that do want to get better, 
and do want to experience that side of the game. So uh, I say tear it down to, like a phoenix. Let it burn to ashes and rise back up out of the ashes. Right. That's what I say. That's what needs to happen. Seriously. Or or let's go grassroots, right? And let's all get out there. Let's all start a sport league in our local environment. You know, let's all go on our local Facebook pages and say, hey, if you want to come and bowl on something real and something challenging, if you've had enough of the fake side of the game, the recreational side of the game, come do summer. Call some people out. I'll you know, call, go on your local Facebook page and say, "Hey, all you two forty league average bowlers, why don't you come and bowl on something real?" You know, they don't show they up. They yeah, don't I show know. Up. Well, then then let, the their ego, then let their ego take a hit that way. Let their I'm ego just saying, take a hit that look, way. Look, realistically, anybody who's trying to run a sport tournament or put out a decently deep, tough shot, nobody shows up because nobody's prepared to bowl them. Because look, it's just a vicious circle. But I agree with you. They they need to tear it down, and if the bowling centers, if the BPAs, the owners of the the proprietors, if they don't want to make the shots hard, then run your own leagues. But you know, don't don't think you're going to sanction it as a USBC league, uh, and you know, uh, sanction is an uh, a 300. If you want to you bowl a 300 and you want to brag about bowling a 300, then freaking earn it and bowl on something that's tough, and then. Have the US, and then a sanction 300 becomes a sanction 300, and everybody could all of a sudden say, Wow, you know, that's a great game. But Mike, I could talk hours about this topic. I know because it's a major problem, it's one of the major problems. And then that all equivalates, equivalate, I'm making up words here, that all, um, you know, goes back to the handicap system. And the handicap system is just as flawed because of the easy lanes. And, you know, the whole system is that needs to be torn down too. the handicap system, the tournaments. You know, it's a sad day in bowling when you live in Vegas and the best tournaments around are the ABTs uh, that no, but are, the, are. But 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 honestly, that's I, I disagree with you there. I think the minute you go back to standardized, hard, you know, challenging shots across the board, the handicap system's fixed. Because the handicap system becomes legit as long as everything is being bowled on something of a certain ratio or or less, right? Yeah. Let's say you make the ratio, let's say yeah, you know, a lot five, of solutions. five to one or less or something, right? In in order to qualify for the handicap, is, you know, if why you're bowling something down, over, like, if you're bowling something greater than a ratio of five to one, it doesn't count towards your ha- handicap. They'll and never I, I mean, tear it down because it's just it's it's going to cost. According, I would imagine. Because it just costs too much membership and too much money, really. Like people, How can maybe that be, will quit. Though, man, I mean, the, the, people will quit. I don't know. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Well, I, that's think the stigma. Can, I think I think we can keep enough people to keep it going. I do. Okay. I think we can keep enough people. All right. Here's my worst of the week. That was a it's good been, worst. A, of the it's week, been a while. It's been a while. Mine's not. Mine's not going to cause that much discussion, Rob. But it. But the people want what they want. Okay, admin, and Big Mike. Admin. Big Mike. He knows what the people want. Okay, <laughs> and it's it's been it's been a while. It's been a long time. And man, my man Tim Buck was on fire this weekend. Dude, okay? he was ready to ban he everybody. Was on he was going to tear it down. He was ready to he tear was, down the board. He was. He was ready to tear down the USBC discussion board. Okay, so I have two posts. I got two posts. Here's the first one. Tim Buck, admin. Posting a video to make fun of someone is not good. And it had a link to another group. It was removed and poster muted for breaking group rules. 
man. Nope, Here's man. the second one. The goat Here's with the, the legendary post. Here's the second one. Tim Buck, admin. It seems it's time for some to review the rules under announcements. We are not a buy and sell group. That includes selling on someone else's post. Four people muted this weekend for that. Posting or sharing a YouTube ball review is fine, but what is not is asking for subscribers. One person muted for that. All of this is in the group rules. Please follow the rules. Yo, Tim Buck. Man, you guys need. I mean, you guys need to get Tim it. You should together. Listen, listen to the legend. The legend. Famer. I mean, my man, Dude. Tim Buck. Congrats, Tim. Again, congrats, Tim. Do you think? Do you think they announced him Char- before he uh, bowls Charlie, his he squad? Was, at the he SBC was mute, He was muting people left and right, yo. He was. He was muting everybody. Announce him? They should. You know, when you when the USBC no. tournament runs, they, you get announcements and you wave. You think they announce no. him as what he does? Admin. Is he walks? He walks around the tournament. That's what he does. He walks around the tournament and says, "Admin, no drinks in the settee area." But a admin. whistle. Admin, your your ball has a weight hole. It's not allowed. Uh, admin, uh, you need to be on this lane at the proper time. Admin, your mask is not your mask is not pulled up. Okay, so Hold my man, here. my man, Tim Buck. All right, Rob, uh, wrap it up. Legend. Always giving the people what they want, Rob. All right, final thoughts, Rob. Yeah, uh, I get to bowl this weekend. First time competitive uh, bowling for me since uh, the tat. Uh, I get to bowl um, the the Bowls Journal Saturday at the Orleans. Bowling the USBC team tournament Sunday night and singles and doubles on Monday night. So uh, I practiced a little bit earlier today before the show. Uh, I feel okay. Uh, Bowling with a pretty good team. So just try not to you know, make an ass out of myself, but I think I'll be okay. And then, yeah, the summer of bowling starts. Is, I have a feeling bowling's going to open up now. Vegas is at 100% capacity in casinos, which means bowling, bowling is too. Uh, I was finally able to get two lanes today, Mike, while I was practicing. I forgot how to crawl. I forgot how to go left to right, um, but that was exciting. So, you know, hey, I'm ready to go, man. I'm back. Got some balls drilled. So I'll report Wednesday on how I did. If I don't talk about it, uh, it means I'm not going to want to talk about it. So, yeah, those are my final thoughts. Uh, All right, I got a few final thoughts here. Number one, PBA playoffs this weekend. Let's go, final four. I'll be tuned in. I'll be watching. My second final thought is shout to uh, Stu and Chris. Shout to Beef and Barnsley on the shirt. Uh, It's nice to make a bet with you, Stu, even though I lost and your boy got very lucky. Uh, anybody out there who supports us, check out their podcast. It's really well done. Uh, they have the merch up and all that. So if you want a shirt, like I'm rocking tonight, uh, make sure. And I, and can I say that I'm rocking in a more sexy fashion than any big man who will ever rock this shirt. You feel me, Stu? Okay. (laughs) You feel me, Stu? All right. So if you want to, if you want to rock this shirt, like I do, uh, you know, uh, definitely check out their website and check them out. Uh, my last final thought is this, Rob, and and you know, just we talked a lot about you know the game and scores and the you know we we this is a topic we're always on, that. right? Uh, I was on that. I saw the Hammer Hammer Bowling Group webpage. The post came up uh, about a guy from Jersey 
uh, from New Jersey who shot uh, 876 at, uh, at Parkway Lanes. And Rob, it happened to be uh, the same uh, person who I bowled my action, action match against on oh. Dougie Vision. Uh, 876, I mean, amazing, amazing series. But Rob, just recall that in that action match on a U.S. Open pattern, uh, I don't think he finished the fourth game uh, out, of, out of frustration of, of lack of scoring. So, you know, listen, I mean, this is, this is where bowling's at. You know, this is where bowling's at. You know, uh, I, you know, and, and, and it's, and it's a, it's a microcosm of an example, but you know, when I saw that pop up, I was like, oh man, that's, you know, that's a monster series, but you know, there's also another side to that. And, uh, I think that goes on across the board in the game. Like we just discussed a few minutes ago and, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. Tough. I think, uh, I think, you know, major changes, major changes need to be made. Let's, br- let's bring it back to, let's bring it back to where scores, uh, scores really mean something. Thank you, Stu. Thank you, bro. I didn't need you to tell me that though. I know that. Thank you. Stu, Appreciate by the way, that, Stu, man. I watched your show of you reviewing the USBC patterns and actually it was a great show. I, I definitely took some notes on what you saw out there. So man, keep putting out good content because guys like me love to like, watch your uh, show and, uh, you know, get a good uh, a view on what's going on out there. So, you know, you know, uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. Mitch Young, do we pay people? Mitch Young, we spend money on this podcast. Yeah, okay. I'm not making any money. I'm losing money. We spend I, money on I, this I embezzled, podcast. I embezzled 240 from Mike last week. What are you kidding? Like, that's that, – He that's did. He did. He had, it was actually 120, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm blessed. That's I'm what blessed. I got to do, man. That's what I'm I blessed. He's he's probably going to take it and put it in brackets this weekend and not offer me any of the action, and he'll probably oh. whack them and you don't want you know, any make money action. from them, and I won't get any of the action. So you don't want any of my it's, bracket action. This it, it's, a, it's a it's a one way street around here. That's fine. It it's cool. Hey, you know, uh, one way is the only way. One way is the only way. It is what it is. So, all right, listen, all right, uh, guys. guys, enjoy Rob. Good luck bowling this Thanks, weekend. Man. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck. You know, uh, somebody's asking when's our next podcast every Wednesday, eight o'clock. Check us out. Um, enjoy the PBA playoffs this weekend. You yes, know, sir. we'll be crowned a thousand dollar champion. Two live shows. Rob, let's try and get the winner on, man. Let's try and get the winner on. You know, we, we, right. we haven't had a guest in a while. Let's try and get the winner on. All right, hopefully, uh, it's good. Stu, Stu, <laughs> Stu, and Chris, Stu and Chris will probably sweep us on that. Uh, they they've been they've been sweeping us on the guest as of late. So we got to try uh, and come I'm, back strong. I'm not that, on. I'm I'm not on the like. We have to get the winner on anymore. Like yeah, well we we book guests and they don't show up. So yeah, that's how that's how we roll around hey, here. But people that you know. Oh, good. Anyway, All right, guys. All right, have guys. A good week. Enjoy the bowling. Peace. Appreciate we'll see it. You next week. Hey, guys. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.